0: FM to get started.
1: Tonight on the SmackDown Live After Buzz TV after show, we talk about multiple 24 7 title champs. Tonight, a few WWE superstars are moving forward in the King of the Ring tournament, and Daniel Bryan continues to beg for his forgiveness from you know who. You're tuned in to Afterbuzz TV, the ESPN of TV Talk. Now, let the Buzz. Begin. Hey guys, what's up? We are live in the studio, coming to you from Los Angeles, California, at the Afterbuzz Studios with my dear friend George Hermosa in for christian rosenberg and i'm gabby Lauren your host as always what's up george
0: what's up gabby how are you good i what's missed new? you
1: i know it's been a while we haven't done a pay-per-view in a minute oh, i
0: know it's okay what's new uh not much i mean i'm doing a lot of cool things here at after buzz which i'll get into at the end of it and Ooh. you know can't wait to share with the smackdown uh, uh, smackdown after show audience
1: Exactly, we definitely want to hear about that. So, George, what did you think of tonight's SmackDown Live episode? I
0: thought it was a good show. I thought a lot of storyline continuations of it. I think the King of the Ring tournament matches were fantastic. We're going to get into that. A cool little tag team women's match. I I thought it was a good show. It flowed very easily, kind of went by pretty quickly as far as, like, nothing dragged. But I thought it was a good show.
1: I have to say this is probably one of my favorite SmackDowns in a really long time. That's a good show. I thought the in-ring wrestling was phenomenal. Mm. Some of these matches... Were so good and interesting. You didn't want to turn away for a second. Um, although I will say I wasn't the happiest with the King of the Ring tournament results. What? Yeah, you were.
0: I mean, I'm I'm fine. I mean, I already think I know who's going to win. I've been saying this for the last couple weeks on the 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 Smack the the Raw and Espanol after show that we do really? Monday nights at ten o'clock here on AfterBuzz TV. I Buzz think I heard about this. You should watch it.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I might not understand everything, but my Spanish is like intermediate level. Muy,
0: yeah, muy bueno. Thank you. I see a fly behind me.
1: Oh, I hate flies. <laughs> There's a fly in the studio, you guys. So if you're watching live, you will probably see it at some yeah, point buzzing it, through. Yeah, it. if
0: you hear a buzz, it's not just after buzz TV. <laughs> it's really a fly buzzing around. That's
1: a really good point. It might come up to the mic and make some noise. I like that. Good joke.
0: Um,
1: So overall, really great show. Of course, shout out to everybody in the live chat tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. You guys are amazing. Week to week to week. We have Tina Keys in here for the first time, I think. Dylan Matthews. Um, We have Joseph Boza, as always. Uh, Who else is in here? Michael Blake. Thank you guys so much, External Shockwave. You guys are some of our favorite people because we get to talk to you week to week and get your opinions, your comments, and feedback. And of course, as always, give us that rating. Um, So let's just get right into it, why don't we? Um, The first thing that we saw tonight was Bailey, right? So, uh, of course we saw Bailey come out, we now know that she is a heel.
0: I don't know about that. I mean, because it, it, Ron kind of ended with like shockwaves, right? Like not just any external hot uh, shockwave, internal hot shockwave, but mm-hmm. shockwaves through the wrestling audience, you know? And I was just watching at the end of Ron, I'm like, oh my god, like There's so many things. There's so many questions I have, and Bailey didn't really answer a lot of those questions. I don't know if that's just the direction that they're going in, or just something that you gotta want to tune in a little bit more, just to kind of see the full explanation of what she did or why she did it. Uh, Because she kind of came out like still kind of happy-go-lucky, still coming out, hey, no stomachs Now we're gonna, you know, the Bailey buddies, all the above, and it's just like I don't know. I wasn't really satisfied, but again, I'll, I'll be the first to say sometimes, sometimes we just gotta sometimes stay tuned and see what's going on. I want to just, you know, pass judgment immediately. I'm going to stay tuned. I still like the thing that doing with Sasha coming out, uh, attacking Charlotte. Is she a face? Is she a heel? You know, how does Becky fall into this? Because it's the four horsewomen. It's like a big battle within the horsewomen.
1: That's very true. Well, I think Bailey will probably eventually be on a moment of bliss, maybe, and explain herself further. Maybe. So maybe we'll get our answers in one of those segments. hmm uh-huh. Hopefully on SmackDown.
0: If they're gonna if they're gonna do this, I hope they go all the way. I hope they don't just say like, "Oh, Bailey's good sometimes, but she's with Sasha Banks." I'm like, go oh, all the way. Like, maybe she needs to drop the side ponytail. Maybe she needs to drop the colorful outfits. You know, maybe she needs to give Izzy the finger. You know, like just yeah. something where it's like, "Cool, this is the Bailey that we're seeing." Not like back and forth on like, is she good? Is she still trying to get respect? Like, I don't know. Just. Hopefully we'll get a clear answer in the next few weeks.
1: I couldn't agree more. I really hope she gets rid of the ponytail. I've been wanting her to get rid of that thing for ages. It just reminds me of, like, the 90s, but not the good part about it. Usually okay. everything I love the 90s. It. Yeah, the 90s was amazing, but the side ponytail thing is not cute. Just saying. In my opinion. So I just can't wait for her to get rid of it. So if you need to be healed to get over that, then do it. Um, Yeah, but it was interesting to see her in the ring with Sasha, who's now apparently her friend again. Mm -hmm. You know, Sasha abandoned you. Why Like, why does she always go back? It always boggles my mind. So
0: you don't have that one friend that's going to be your ride or die no matter what?
1: Yeah, but the problem with ride or die in this situation is she's not acting like a ride or die, Sasha.
0: Banks. But but at the same time, like maybe if you have that friend that like sometimes you're like uh, I don't know if I should, but like no matter what, you just kind of always go back to that friend. You're like no matter what, you're my you're my you're my road dog. You know, like you don't have that one friend you just if they abandon you, you're going to be done with them.
1: Well, if they do it multiple times, yes.
0: I mean, I think Sasha's only done it once.
1: I don't know. There's been moments in the ring when she needed to have the opportunity, so she kind of went against Bailey for it, because it was almost like survival of the fittest. Mm -hmm. Like, if this is my opportunity and my one shot, then I'm going to take it, and it doesn't matter if you're going to suffer in the process. That's how I feel like she reacts to her. Mm -hmm. But whatever. I guess some people have to deal with that in Mm -hmm. life. Um, Yeah, so essentially, they were in the middle of the ring. Um, We also see Charlotte Flair getting involved. Um... Of course, the Queen needed to come out and establish her presence at that point. Um, she accepted Bailey's selfish label before the boss had appeared. Flair attacked Bailey and took the fight to Banks, and then fell victim to a chair shot from the SmackDown women's champion. The best friends brutally got that beat down from the Queen with the weapon to a mixed reaction and stood tall to close out the segment. So um overall, interesting start to the show. In my opinion, I thought this was a great way. I always love the women and as long as they deliver their promos, I think they do a stellar job.
0: I'm kinda of curious at the reaction that Charlotte's gonna get at Clash of Champions because that event is gonna be held in the Queen City. Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious. What, I mean, if they're so maybe building right? her to her like a baby face. Maybe they know that she's going to get like a baby face reaction at the pay-per-view. And So I don't know. I'm, again, all these curiosities is a good thing.
1: Yeah. It's
0: when it's when you're like, oh, I don't care what's going to happen. Like It's not really good. I have a lot of questions, and I'm hoping that they can answer. But either way, I'm tuning in Raw and SmackDown because I want to know the next step of the story. So I'm excited for this.
1: Definitely. I love the play on words. Charlotte. And obviously she's a queen mm-hmm. so we will see um give us your predictions you guys tell us what you think is going to
0: happen will would,
1: they love her will the audience
0: would support you, her i have a question would you rather be a queen yeah. a boss or a goddess
1: it's a great question i think i like being a boss cuz i feel like a boss in real life
0: okay i was curious i'm not going to lie but if
1: i could be any one of their three characters mm-hmm. specifically i would want to be alexa bliss oh
0: yeah Who just because
1: I? she's badass
0: She's awesome. I I love Alexa Bliss.
1: Yeah. She's so great at what she does. Um, Even tonight, we'll get to her, but even in her match, you know, just her facial expressions Mm -hmm. as she gets so into things, she's really stellar. Um, But next up, we have a King of the Ring quarterfinal with Elias and Ali. Whoa. This was incredible. I think this was one of my favorite matches tonight. Top. What about you?
0: I mean, I'd say maybe top two. Uh, I, I think yeah. this is maybe my second favorite match of the night. But it just, like, like we saw last night with, on Monday Night Raw with Baron Corbin and Cedric Alexander, like, Baron Corbin can actually wrestle. Like, he, he does so good as a heel that, you know, he does his job. I think Elias is in that same boat. No, he may not have the kind of agility that, like, a Ricochet or Cedric Alexander or an Ali has. But he doesn't need to. And this was a perfect match of just kind of them, their styles. Because, obviously, Ali is very agile. He can do it. Although we haven't seen him do that. Oh, 054 in a while. I think he just kind of does the four, the 450 now. But again, I, I think their their styles complemented really well. Again, I liked it. I liked it.
1: I was actually really surprised with Elias tonight. I felt specifically because he was working with Ali in this match that they really brought each other up to the next level. Um, I don't know if every superstar is able to do that. Obviously, you're good when you can do something like that. Elevate each other together. Mm-hmm. Um, Elias, I've always just looked at as like this annoying guy with a guitar. No offense, Elias. For a while. Obviously, he's getting into more matches lately, as opposed to just being an act to open a show, um, or open a match. So, this one specifically, I think him and Ali did a phenomenal job. They had such great chemistry in the ring. Um, Elias really showed us how talented he is as well. But, Ali to me shined through, mm-hmm. and that's why I was super disappointed mm-hmm. in the fact that Elias actually won. And I feel like WWE just has him over the top, like they've been supporting Elias, pushing Elias mm-hmm. for the last few months, and I felt like it was predictable.
0: Really?
1: Yeah. Did you not think I, that? Honestly, honestly, I
0: think I I I I always thought that Baron Corbin was going to go all the way and win the King of the Ring. I thought he was going to face Ali Ali in the in the finals. But now, now that I kind of know the the next, the, you know, the, the next uh, Chad Gable uh, versus Andrade match, which we'll talk to uh, talk about in a little bit, I kind of see how that story played out, mm-hmm. and it kind of makes sense that Ali lost, um, at least in my own. I'll talk about it a little bit why it, when we get to that match. But I mean, I thought it was fine. Like I, I think in some ways, you have somebody like Ali who's such a star. Uh, in, in actuality, I heard in real life he is one of the nicest human beings, kindest human beings in the entire world. Wow. Um, so so, I think in, in cases like this, I think sometimes you you gain a little bit more when you when you come out the losing end. You show that hey, he 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 didn't give up. You know, yeah, maybe he lost, but I think sometimes sometimes you get a little bit more extra when you when you lose a match.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, well, if you guys didn't see SmackDown tonight, please go back and watch this match because it's well worth it. Um, you have Ali following up with a four fifty splash to the arm on his opponent. Uh, which was Elias, of course. Elias muscled out and forced the breakthrough. Elias recovered with a power bomb and applied a stretch muffler. And Ali was able to make the ropes. There was so much happening in this match. Um, there was double axe handles to the floor. Ali caught Elias in midair with a super kick, inflicting damage on him previ- on his previously injured knee. And then Ali scaled the ropes for a 450 splash, but Elias rolled out of the way. And he finished his opponent off with a drift away to advance himself to the semifinals. So that's how it all ended. Overall, my favorite match, like I said, of the night. Please go back and watch this. I thought it was awesome. Or just look at a highlight. Um, Next up, we see Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross go against Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Finally, Sonya is back. and, And Mandy, I feel like. It's been a minute for them,
0: especially with this tag division. They kind of just go all in or they go all out. Right, uh, we, like we haven't seen Iconics that much since Literally. they lost the belt, and it's just like, <laughs> it's where, where, where are they? At? I know, I know, Peyton Royce just got married over the weekend or the, the previous weekend. Yeah, um, but now maybe it's Mandy and and, and Sonia's turn to kind of see what they can do. And I thought, I thought this was a really good match. I thought it was really well done, and maybe it's going to build up toward a match with, with these two teams at, at um, Clash of Champions, which I'm excited for, and I think it's going to be fun. I, I love that wicked finisher that they did it. I hope they have a cool name for it. Uh, maybe I might send over some suggestions in my end. Oh, but, I like
1: that. What kind of suggestions? I
0: don't know. I was talking about, I was like, you got to have a cool name. I haven't, I haven't sent her. So I haven't talked to her at all, but I was like, I, I think I won't be like, hey, if you need a cool name, maybe we'll see. Maybe I'll share it with you guys, and maybe you'll see it on TV.
1: Well, eventually Rose finished off Alexa Bliss uh, for the win at the end of this match. I was also shocked by this because, I mean, we've seen Mandy and Sonya a lot. I feel like WWE wanted to push them over for a while, but never really gave them the whenever
0: I think you can say that about a lot of things a lot of superstars too, oh, where it's totally. like, you know you kind of go they kind of go half in but they kind of go half out I hope that they don't necessarily like I said what same thing with Ali they don't necessarily have to win the titles but I feel like you just give them a strong showing and it's going to gain them more traction toward maybe something bigger in the future
1: yeah I think eventually um Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville will become tag team champions like it's inevitable but not I think every so too. Not every group and duo like this is given, or even superstar, is given that final opportunity to become a champion. A lot of times we see WWE hinting towards maybe a push, but keep and they keep giving that superstar opportunities, but then they always lose and lose and lose, and they never actually get the win. And then they disappear for months. I mean, we've seen that happen with Rusev countless
0: oh times. Oh, my God. Don't even get so, me started.
1: Literally, we've seen it with Rusev countless times. So I just feel as though this is a nice opportunity for this group especially Sonia and Mandy plus kind of ironic Divas is going to be airing soon again Oh
0: no! Sonia DeVille just got announced to be on Total Divas
1: yeah so uh, we reported on that a while ago because we actually had Sonia call into the show Mm -hmm. but um, super interesting that Divas is going to be premiering and now all of a sudden they're on TV again
0: it it makes you kind of wonder if Ronda Rousey is going to come back soon because I know she's going to be on the cast as well
1: that's a very good point because at the same time you're watching divas, so if let's say you're a mainstream person that decides to let me get into wrestling because mm-hmm. of divas, do you now tune into the wrestling shows on Fox and USA? But then the person you're watching on the reality show isn't there. They're do-
0: dominating a lot of sense. channels: Fox, USA, the E Network. You know, I know yes. sometimes they'll make appearances on Bravo. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Like back because well, NBC
1: owns everything. Yeah. Like outside of Fox, NBC owns uh, Bravo, E Entertainment, um, USA. USA so it's like they have a lot of uh, networks under their umbrella and they can all do cross promotion but um, now you have Fox Sports on top of NBC? like it doesn't get better than that
0: and there's like a uh, there's like an affiliation with Disney
1: mm-hmm. so
0: maybe we'll see something like that who knows
1: That's exciting well is that um, endeavor? Also? That's
0: a, I think that's something different. I have no idea who they're affiliated with, but they, even mm-hmm. though they're getting into that platform where it's, you know, like, yeah. it's, it's exciting because if they can do what – because, like, I mean, podcasts is, is, is fantastic, and can what we're doing right now. <laughs> but, like, if they can maybe add their own spin on it but kind of keep all the things that make podcasting great, I think that's going to be fun to, to – to listen to as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Podcasting is a huge thing. It's one of my favorite things to do when I'm sitting in the car in traffic. Oh
0: my god. It's, it's only, the only it's the only way. way that keeps me sane. Yeah, literally. My my iPod broke so I don't really have much to listen to right now, but I'm listening to the radio. Even like on seventies and eighties and sixties, like radio stations, it's all like the same five songs. Like you have thousands of songs too. Yeah, and really you playing. playing the same ten songs. Yes, I love In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, but I don't need to listen to it every hour. <laughs> Come That's on. Funny.
1: I feel as though aside from the repeating of songs with podcasts, they don't get old. There's mm-hmm. always a new episode. Yeah. So with music, sometimes it's like, well, I'm all right, I'm over the music thing. Mm-hmm. Let me tune into something I can learn and grow from. That's actually um I think it was the Jericho podcast when he had uh Dean Ambrose on.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: For that big story. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I listened to that when I was yeah. stuck in two hour traffic
0: yeah, It was fun. It was, it was a great. good listen. Yeah. Very interesting.
1: Very interesting. We did talk about that on here too, if you guys were tuned into that episode. So, next up, we have Randy Orton addressing the WWE Universe tonight. Of course, Randy Orton had to put his two cents in.
0: I love Randy Orton.
1: (laughs) I do too, actually. He is one of my favorite superstars. He's classic. I think so too. Yeah. So, he got into the squared circle tonight. He cut a promo um, claiming in two weeks that he would have a new, that there would be a new WWE champion, hint, hint. He thinks it's going to be him. Um, he recapped the beatdown that he gave Kofi Kingston prior. And we wa- re- we actually got the chance to rewatch that on video replay on the media board and on your TV screens. And so then he challenged Kingston to a, a championship clash tonight. He said, what are you waiting for? Like, let's just get this done now. So, of course, they hit the New Day's music. But who comes out? Kofi Kingston with... Uh, we have the tag team, the revival, just like choking him out, dragging him, putting him through misery to get to that ring, because of course the revival is teamed up with Randy Orton and in full support of him. So, um, in the ring, eventually he uh, stomped away at the Clash of Champions opponent, yelling "stupid" at him consistently, mm-hmm. kicking him with his boot, his classic black boots. He was just hitting him over and over and over again. thought that was a little aggressive. Definitely Randy Orton, but a little aggressive. Um, He vowed that he was going to beat up Kingston on September 15th, but allowed Kingston one last burst of energy. And the numbers game proved too much. The trio laid the champion out with a super RKO to end the segment altogether. So they all kind of attacked Kofi to put him out completely. This was very interesting, I thought it was high energy. Um, It wasn't just somebody talking and cutting a promo, there was action involved, would you think?
0: There's a lot of history with with this feud, which I love that they mm. keep referring to, especially, with, it all revolves around that stupid comment that happened 10 years ago, and I like they kind of yeah. brought it back, and brought a little history, and we're seeing a little bit more aggressive side of Kofi, which we've all been clamoring to see, because we've seen him for the first few months of his title reign still coming out with the pancakes, and still having fun, which is fine, but we want to see the side as well. We don't want him to switch over completely, but we, we want to see this part of Kofi as well, which we're seeing, so I'm, I really think this upcoming match at Clash Champions is going to be amazing
1: definitely i think this is going to be a really great pay-per-view um there's a lot of exciting people involved so next up speaking of clash of champions in the tournament we have a match for our king of the ring quarterfinals again with chad gable versus andrade
0: andrade san almas i refuse to drop the names
1: i know it's sad andrade cian almas for those that still care (laughs) um this also was a great match to me too. I loved it. Um, it was right up there with me for the other quarterfinal match tonight. And Chad Gable's really talented. We all know this. He comes from an Olympian background. Uh, but Andrade, he has Flair. Great stylings. Um, did, you say, did
0: you say he has flair? Like, literally? Because, you know, who he's literally. dating. Like, is that a pun?
1: Oh, not... Oh, look at you. I don't know, I don't know if you... I'm just I curious. I did that without even okay. thinking okay, about well, what I said. Like, I didn't that. make that connection until you made it the just, connection. Yeah,
0: well, you're the one that comes out there and just like, whoa. Yeah. Like, It comes so naturally to you. That's awesome.
1: That's really funny that you acknowledge that. Thank you for that. Because <laughs> I would have just breezed right by the fact that I just said that. But, yes, he has flair. And I don't mean just in the relationship status. He has flair in the ring um just his whole entire persona character the uh wrestling moves that he's able to do there's a lot of like energy behind him and i like them putting gable and andrade together even though gables just like an amazing wrestler i really did think andrade was going to do it i thought he was going to beat gable
0: no once i saw elias one i was like there's no way they're gonna have elias versus andrade but it's funny because, like, in the last couple of weeks, we've seen, like, kind of Chattery will be, like, the butt of the joke. Hey, shorty. Hey, what's it going, exactly. small one? And I was like, what are they doing with him? Just let him wrestle. But I, I it, this is one of those times where I got to give them props because that crowd was, like, entirely on gable's side like they were rooting for him, they were chanting for him like i've never seen chad gable get this kind of reaction on the main roster and if 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 it's a result of the way they've been booking him the last couple of weeks then kudos to the writers and kudos to wb because i got to give them props for that because not only did he show up in the ring and just was to me this match was insane like this was an absolutely amazing match maybe the best king of the ring match so far this year mm. um for this tournament, and again, I I loved it. I loved the surprise finish. I loved, you know, the the false finishes, just everything about it. And and just, again, the crowd definitely made this match, like, just way better than what it was.
1: Yeah, Georgia, right, the crowd definitely got right behind Chad Gable during this match. Uh, You could see it, hear it, everything. And, um... It was I I mean, although I wasn't expecting him to win in my opinion. Yes, there was a lot of jokes about him being small. Throughout these last few weeks, even Zelina Vega tonight mm-hmm. made some comments to him.
0: Um and she's tiny herself.
1: Exactly. So she was trying to say, like, listen, I know I'm vertically challenged as well. Mm-hmm. But she still knocked him down. She she said, um, that he's gonna have to keep fighting as a little guy. You know? And I think at first you try she was very sly with it. She was trying to Sound like she was in his corner, but be very manipulative at the same time. You know, because I think she also said, if you weren't going against Andrade, I would have wanted you and expected you to win. So that didn't happen, though, because Andrade lost. He did win. So, uh, yes, Chad Gable pursued and, and won. So he will be moving forward. I think the only benefit to this, besides him being a good wrestler, and we'll see more of him, is the fact that his storyline is about everyone picking on him and he's kind of overcoming all of these bullies in a way.
0: It's kind of relatable in many ways. Very.
1: Very relatable. So I feel like that's the one thing I could take from it that I think he deserves the win Mm -hmm. because he's telling an important story, especially right now, back to school, you guys. Mm -hmm. And I keep seeing all these celebrities posting that uh, photo. Did you see it? Yeah. About if you see a child or a kid... That's shy, not talking, doesn't have friends, go over and say hi. Mm -hmm. Like, don't be a bully. Be nice to somebody. So it reminded me of that tonight because I was like, people getting in Chad Gable's corner is showing that the bully Mm -hmm. can be knocked down. Yeah. You know? And you can uh, rise above. So it was nice. And uh, honestly, Chad Gable shed some blood tonight. Did you see?
0: A little bit. Yeah, his mouth.
1: Inside teeth, maybe. I don't know if a tooth got knocked out or what. Bit his tongue could be you never know all right so next up you guys we're gonna go into our alistair black versus shelton benjamin match so what are you thinking about these promos that he keeps doing and now that we're actually seeing more in-ring action from i mean
0: they're okay like i'm not gonna sit here and say they're the greatest thing in the world um, I mean, it adds to the mystery a little bit. Uh, in many ways, sometimes I just want him to shut up and wrestle cause he's so. And this was an example, like, and, and not that, it, not that I don't want to say it was better or worse than the King of the Ring matches because yeah. it was so short that it was not in a bad way, but like it, it was just it was hard to kind of get emotionally involved. But it was fun for for however long it lasted. We all know the talent that Shelton Benjamin has. Alistair Black, he's just magic in the ring. I, I like to see him at some point against like Nakamura. I think that would be an amazing match. Uh, but it was fun. Like, it, it, there's not much to say except it was just fun. It was fun to see like a you know, both of them kind of going back and forth, like you know countering each other it was just pretty cool
1: this one was pretty quick though wasn't it
0: yeah i mean it was, it was quick a quicker match. So say, but it was fine for what it was like it's hard to say yeah. oh my god like if they would have been given time but they they weren't given time you know right like again coming right after the chad gable almost matched like that match was like roller coasters back and forth up and down you know this match wasn't and not right. that it was in a bad way just again it's mostly about alice for black he's not going to lose so he knew what was going to happen um but it was just fine for what it was.
1: Yeah, I think this match is more about establishing who he is mm-hmm. and what he's growing into, um, as opposed to anything else. So to me, wasn't the best match in ring work, but what are you gonna do? They're just establishing him, I mm-hmm. guess, and keeping him relevant for now until we see a bigger impact. All right, so next up we're gonna talk about somebody who is finally making more appearances on SmackDown week to week. Shinsuke Nakamura. All right, Shinsuke Nakamura back in the ring, but what was this about? Who was he even
0: fighting? <laughs> I mean, I t- I forgot the guy's name, but he did, he did throw a wicked right. But I mean, again, this is about Asami Nakamura. This is about establishing, you know, the Sami Zayn Nakamura connection. Where yes, you know, and, and I get it because we didn't even see Kevin Owens tonight. But I think it's just many ways. It's really distance themselves from each other because they're always connected KO and Sammy, Sammy and KO like, this is a good way, another way of just really establishing that hey, we're going to do one thing with him, we're going to do one thing with that person, uh, just another way of just really setting the tone of what's upcoming for Sami Zayn, Nakamura, The Miz Just, I mean it was good, again, there, nothing bad there was nothing bad about the show, I don't know, sometimes we all think like, because we didn't like it as much as mm-hmm. something else, well oh, oh they, they're crapping on it, no, like it was all good I recognize it for what it was, and it was perfectly fine.
1: Yeah. uh, This one was obviously also a short one because he was going against a a jobber, pretty much, right? Uh, Andrew Howard is his name. And the highlight of this for me was, yes, Sammy Zayn on commentary, but using the microphone Mm -hmm. instead of the headset, Mm -hmm. which was like him taking control, him being obnoxious and crazy, almost like who Kevin Owens used to be, Mm -hmm. in a way. And, like, who they were together when they were.
0: I always wanted to see them as tag team champions at least one time, but I guess it won't happen anytime soon.
1: I hope it does happen at some point, because I I was disappointed, too. That was where I saw it going. Um, But at least they're still using both of them, and Kevin Owens has a pretty good storyline, I guess, even though they just kicked him out of the King of the Ring.
0: Yeah, and we didn't even see Shane tonight.
1: Yeah, we didn't.
0: Which I'm sure, like, if anybody complains about it, it's weird because, like, the whole point of it is, like, we don't want to see Shane on TV. Yeah. So it was just kind of weird. Like, we didn't see Sammy or, or, I'm sorry, we didn't see KO or Shane.
1: We didn't. But I guess if one was going to be there, then the other would have to Mm -hmm. just because of their whole storyline. But it was nice. So we got to see more in-ring action because of it um, and some really good matches in results. And it's nice that we got to see a a bunch that were for King of the Ring. Um, So, yes, we saw this quick Nakamura match. Good to see him again. Um, I want to talk about the 24-7 championship title for a sec, because tonight there was about, let me think, like three or four switches. So Drake Maverick began with the 24-7 title. You see him backstage with his wife. Um, He then gets pinned by Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas gets the 24-7 title. Then it goes back to Drake Maverick. And then while Drake Maverick is distracted, R-Truth, when they're out uh, pretty much ringside, uh, R-Truth is hiding by the king of the ring setup, and surprises him and steals the 24-7 title from Drake Maverick. So we had a few different 24-7 title switches tonight. Honestly, this is what I'm talking about. If you're going to do this 24-7 title thing, then make it fun. Do stuff like this because it's entertaining and it's silly.
0: It's I, still, I still hate it. You don't like it? I hate it. Okay, so, so again, going back to what I was saying earlier, <laughs> I don't want to take anything away from everybody involved. Because everybody who's actually doing it and executing it are fantastic at it. Our truth we're seeing a side of him that we know he had, but now we're actually seeing it on a weekly basis. Mm. Drake Maverick is getting, you know, so much TV time that he rightfully deserves, you know. So, again, everybody actually involved in it, great job. Like, applaud you guys, seriously. But when you're the 21st of a champion, like, what exactly are you a champion of? Like, when you're the world champion, you're the champion of the world. When you're the universe champion, you're the champion of the universe. United States, you know, Intercontinental was supposed to be originated from North and South America, uniting to be an intercontinent, you know? So, but if you're 24-7 champion, like, what exactly are you just champion of time? Like, and there's all these things where it's like, like, just, they're, they're too busy rolling everybody up. Like, just knock them out with, like, a chair and then pin them. Like, why are you always trying to roll up everyone up? Do something. Yeah. Hit somebody with a move, you know? You can do it.
1: I guess they're just trying to make it simple and basic and just slightly entertaining and just...
0: I know I'm thinking too hard about it, but I don't know. I I just feel like you can only see so many roll-ups with these ones, you know? It's like, get a little bit more creative now.
1: I almost feel like they're just doing it for comic relief. Like, it has nothing to do with being creative at all.
0: And it's just a way of, like, really getting around. Because, obviously, last week we saw something happen at the Fox Studios. We've seen things happen at, like, Drake Maverick's wedding. Like, it's just a way to kind of make it relevant you know, in between shows, in between SmackDown on Tuesdays and Raw the following Monday. So I get it. I'm not, I'm not like, I don't, it's not like I don't get it, but it just, I wish, I don't know. Just, I'm still not a big fan of it.
1: Well, Joseph Boza in the chat role is agreeing with you. He says that he he's hates sm- it too.
0: Joseph is a smart man.
1: <laughs> Hear that, Joseph? Um, now he's going to really tune in every week. <laughs> you know, he does already, but thanks, Joseph. Um, next up, I'm going to talk about the finale uh daniel bryan is continuing to demand an apology for everything that went down between rowan and roman reigns how'd you feel about tonight's segment
0: it was good still a little confusing but again it's one of those where i gotta stay tuned and watch next week because this whole time we keep thinking daniel bryan's in on it like he's the one that sent rowan to to eliminate roman reigns but like then we see rowan like Like, put Daniel Bryan through a table? Like, I don't know. Like, I I don't know how to feel about it. And that's not a bad thing. Um because I just want to see what's going to happen next. But that's the best part about the storyline is every week there's like a like a twist and a turn that oh sorry that ends that that usually ends Smackdown that makes you want to see what's going to happen next. And they don't overdo it. Yeah, they show a recap on Raw, but mm-hmm. they don't overdo it by having them come out on Raw and pretty much tell the same story. They save it for Smackdown and I like that. I like that every week there's something new. There's a new you know t- turn for this, for this book and I like it.
1: Right. So This one was interesting tonight because Daniel Bryan was reiterating how he is not a liar and everybody understands that he's not a liar. So he's trying to win over Roman Reigns' trust. To me, something fishy is going on. Um, I mean, he has a point. Have we seen Daniel Bryan lie about anything? He's just very passionate, like he said, about climate change Mm -hmm. and environmentally friendly things. I don't know if we've actually seen him lie as a heel.
0: It's hard. I can't really think of any time where he's lying. Yeah, he's just very like pushy about things, and
1: yes, but that doesn't mean he can't lie in the future. So, to be honest, something fishy's going on here.
0: But I, I I was just thrown off at the fact that Rowan put him through a table. Like, if I'm in on something, I'm not going to say. And by the way make sure you put me through a table so it looks like I'm not in on it. Like, I don't know. I'm just not going to volunteer myself to go through a table.
1: Maybe they were in on something together, but now Daniel Bryan is, like, betraying Rowan by kissing up to Roman Reigns to make it seem like he had no part of this. Maybe. So maybe that's what's getting Rowan angry because he's saying, like, I did it for, I feel like his whole point is I did it for us. You know, me and you, Daniel. I hope
0: so because I, I really, I really like this heel, Daniel Bryan. I feel like, not not that his babyface run was getting stale, but I don't, I don't want to see him go back to that. At least not in a while. Not for a while. I like, you know, this. I, I think he's been doing some of the best mic work he's ever done as a heel, and we haven't even seen him do like a full year. It's been November since he turned heel, and yeah. I want to see him go a little bit longer. I think there's a lot of. Cool matchups that he can do as a heel, not just with Roman Reigns, but with, you know, Ali, with, with Kofi, you know, with a lot more people, uh, especially now that this new Fox thing and, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. I wanted to see, I thought remember, like, a couple weeks ago, he kept teasing this, like, I'm going to make a career-altering announcement I want to see him go down to 205 Live and just start wrestling everybody there. I think that'd be that would add so much for that show. Not that they're doing bad, now. you know they're doing some of the mm-hmm. best work uh, that they've had done in a while for Two Five Live. But you throw in Daniel Bryan, that's going to add like a whole new element to that show. And Definitely. So again, I, I like to see I like to his heel work. I hope he doesn't go back to being a babyface and but get lost in the shuffle.
1: Well, let's be honest here. Okay. If you were Rowan and Daniel Bryan slapped you in the face, would you react? Yes. So then, of course, there was people being thrown through tables.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I don't know.
1: (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Because Rowan's here's this big, strong monster of a guy, and Daniel Bryan, who used to get made fun of for his Mm -hmm. uh, vertical. uh, What is it called? Vertical.
0: Vertical size or just challenge? I don't know. Yeah, vertically
1: challenged issues, whatever. Um, Used to get made fun of all these things. He was the underdog. This little guy who's not really little anymore, we know that. So don't comment that. (laughs) Slaps him in the face. You think he's gonna just take that? No, he's gonna freak out. So, what would you guys do if Daniel Bryan slapped you in the face? Let's be honest. Comment below. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. But no, you can really leave your comments if you agree that it warranted a crazy reaction and the ending to how it all kind of accumulated to wrapping up SmackDown. Um... Essentially, he started screaming, this is Rowan now, nobody tells me what to do, over and over again. Sounds like Randy Orton,
0: (laughs) in a different way. A little bit. I think this
1: is going to be the end of... Rowan and Daniel Bryan for a minute. Well, they
0: did announce for Clash of Champions Roman Reigns versus Rowan, which surprised me a little bit because I, I think we were all expecting the the Roman Reigns-Daniel Bryan match for Clash yeah. of Champions. Uh, but I was a little thrown off at that if that's going to be Eric Roman. I mean, good for Rowan if, if that's the match.
1: But you know Daniel Bryan is not going to be sidelined. Yeah, I, mean, I am sure he yeah, will come he's gonna out. He's going to get
0: involved some way.
1: Yeah, get involved, probably uh, have Rowan lose kind
0: of I mean, a, no matter what, interfere. no matter I mean, what, I, I still want to hear, like, a why. Because that's kind of, like, pretty intense, what, what you know, obviously it turned out to be Rowan, what he was doing. He literally tried to kill Roman Reigns. Yeah. But I want to know why. Like, what is like it why about? why he went
1: after him? Yeah.
0: Like, we still kind of yet to see that. We've been too focused on who. Mm-hmm. Now I want to know the why.
1: Well, we do know that Rowan was trying to tell Daniel Bryan, I did it for, and it's, I think it's going towards the mm-hmm. us situation. Yeah. So that's a great question, George. I think that is a question we should be asking and thinking about. Why did he want to kill him? So fans, let us know, why do you think this happened in the first place? Why did Rowan go after Roman Reigns? What do you think was the benefit of doing that for him and Daniel Bryan? Clearly, it did anything but benefit him because, well, I mean, I guess it is benefiting him. He's going into a match. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, at Clash of Champions however it ruined his relationship with Daniel Bryan so let us know your thoughts on that because I mean right now it's an open book anything could happen
0: and my, my favorite thing about the storyline is that and some of the best storylines when you really think back at some some of the great storylines um some of my best ones I think this one's one of the best ones because it's elevated a lot of people when you maybe even accidentally because we saw after the first time it happened, we all thought, "Oh my God, Buddy! It was Buddy Murphy." Yeah. That resulted in him getting some stellar matches with Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's elevated Eric Roman because now he's getting a lot more TV <laughs> time point. and his time to to shine. It, it not elevated Samoa Joe, but it kind of added a whole new wrinkle to his storyline because, like, he everybody thought it was Samoa Joe, but now they kind of teased a little bit babyface turn, but then he went back to being a heel. So knowing that they can go back to that at any point, so the fact that there was all these extra people, not just Roman and Rowan. Mm-hmm. Now they have so many other things to kind of throw their hat in. And I, and I really like that, that it really elevated a lot of other people when and it didn't really need to, but it still did.
1: Yeah, it kind of makes everything cohesive. They're all coming together for this big pay-per-view, mm-hmm. actually. All, this one story kind of branched off into all these different sections mm-hmm. to create a bigger story so that all these people could be involved.
0: It kind of reminded me of that time where Randy Orton won the Royal Rumble and Bray Wyatt was champion and like Randy didn't want to face Bray Wyatt but so then they had like this this battle royal and this match between AJ Styles and Luke Harper that ele- I mean I, I I want to say it elevated Luke Harper but look where he's at now and then like it turned into that it turned into that like, I like that I like that there was all these like connections between week to week to week and again we, that's what we want in WWE so if anybody complain about it it's like this is what this is what we wanted right we wanted yeah. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for when things make sense not logic like, but like
1: what I was saying before continuity end? yeah oh.
0: continuity like we all complain that there's never any continuity in pro wrestling well guess what oh, WWE's given it to you so kudos to them
1: there you go I like that interesting so you guys we've wrapped it up I think we need to get into wrestling wrap cause we haven't wrapped up everything you know there's always more so ironically there's not too much going on this week I'll I thought you are going to wrap what? Oh, like music? rap rap? No, yeah. it's called wrestling rap because oh. we're like wrapping up start, all the big oh, stories. We're going to start rhyming. No. Start flowing. Should I start rhyming? Not as well. I don't know if you guys want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this week I didn't feel like it was a heavy week in news um, in regards to like WWE stuff especially. But we do have one thing that we want to talk about. So prayers to all the people affected by Hurricane Dorian because that's wreaking havoc, you know, in the Bahamas and of course close to the East Coast. Um, but they did actually, uh, postpone two NXT house shows because of Hurricane Dorian. So, um, obviously the thre- it was a threat to Florida. I'm not sure like what the latest update is, if they're still not sure of the track of the hurricane or, or maybe it's missing Florida now, but I think it, they- they're making memes all over the internet about how it the story keeps changing. Yeah. They don't know where it's going. I think Dorian's confused. Mm-hmm. They make jokes about, uh, I think it's, um, what is it, Finding Nemo? Dorian? <laughs> How, like, he's lost, so so is the hurricane. The hurricane doesn't know what direction to go in next. Um, but anyways, <laughs> it's all over social. So, uh, WWE had announced that the NXT house show that was scheduled to be held at the Maxwell Snyder Armory in Jacksonville, Florida, on Friday would be rescheduled for Friday, September 20th. So that's getting pushed. And then the house show that was supposed to take place at the um, ha- Havertz L. Fenn Center in Fort Pierce, Florida on Saturday, this Saturday, was rescheduled for Saturday, September 28th. So the new dates are the 20th and the 28th. Anyone who had purchased tickets and can't make the new date for Jacksonville have been asked to email tickets at wwecorp.com. Sorry, let me repeat that. NXE tickets at WWEcorp.com by September 9th and those who can't make the new date for four Pierce should email by September 13th. So if you're in the Florida area and you are planning on going, keep that in mind they have rescheduled it. Um, apparently the house show at the Orlando Live Events area center um, will go or was was supposed to go on as scheduled on the 29th so that had no effect. Um, next up, you know Shania Twain had a birthday, August 28th?
0: I love Shania Twain. What's your favorite Shania Twain song?
1: Isn't, doesn't she sing the song that's like, That don't impress me much, uh uh-uh. You got the looks, but darling, something about you got the touch. touch. Don't have the touch.
0: Now don't don't get me me wrong.
1: wrong, yeah, I think you're all right. That's a good song. That's one of my favorites. Uh, what about you?
0: From this moment on.
1: Oh, that's a great one. That is a great one. From this moment, <laughs> you have a good voice. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think you guys think so too. I've you sung should, it a you few times. On you the should sing. You should. You should be an announcer. Um, I I actually did an announce sample last week. Oh wow! Yeah, like for fun with okay. Christian. I was like, "Do you guys think I have a career in this? This is my announce voice." So on August 28th, it was Shania's birthday, and I just wanted to shout out Kevin Owens since. He wasn't here this week on SmackDown. I am most positive he was probably celebrating Shania's birthday. And that's why he, I know I was. he wasn't here. <laughs> you were?
0: Who wasn't? How
1: so? With a drink in hand?
0: Well, oh, no. Listening to Shania Twain music.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: Yeah. I, mean, come on. I
1: thought you listened to podcasts, not music.
0: <laughs> it was a Shania Twain podcast about her music. Yeah. Sounds like <laughs> it.
1: Well, anyways, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry we don't have like a full wrestling wrap today. But it just seems like... We got a lot of news out last week, and there wasn't as much going on in the WWE universe. So, um, thanks again for tuning in. We always appreciate you guys coming through, uh, watching, commenting, being interactive. Of course, like always, give us those five star ratings if you like the show. And for AfterBuzz TV, my co-host,
0: hi, I'm George Hermosa. You can follow me at G Hermosa, G H E R M O Z A. I am involved with some very cool programming. Uh, we do the After 83 Weeks uh, every Wednesdays at 5 on the 83 Weeks uh, cha- YouTube channel. I cover Raw in Espanol every lunes a las 10 de la noche with uh, my wonderful co-host Leslie Cologne And we had a special guest yesterday too. I'm going to be doing some future maybe programming here at After Buzz TV as well that's going to hopefully involve all you guys. I want to know what your guys' thoughts, opinions are. Once we get it going, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Hermosa.
1: So if you guys speak Spanish, you can tune into that. Or if you want to learn Spanish, tune into <laughs> it. Because that's the best way to learn.
0: I'm a horrible Spanish teacher.
1: Right. Thank you guys again. I'm Gabby Loren. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Gabby Loren TV. Um, the WOW Women of Wrestling tapings are coming up in September. That's the 18th and 19th at the Belasco in Los Angeles. If you guys are in town, get your tickets. Um, I will also be working on Impact this Thursday and Friday in Las Vegas. So if you're going wow. to those shows say hi. I will be there at Sam's Town. Um, lots of really cool things going on. So I will not be on Shein this week, but next week it will be at Impact, which is amazing. So again, we, will, we want to thank you guys on behalf of George, myself, and AfterBuzz. And we will see you next Tuesday for another recap of SmackDown Live. Bye, guys.
0: Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV.